Welcome to the Vitality Coach Podcast with me, your host, Nikki Fogden-Moore. Join me for celebrity interviews, behind-the-scenes training sessions, combined with practical advice on how you can feel fantastic. Tune in for easy-to-implement tips and tools on healthy food and fitness. Learn how to look and feel your personal best without turning your life upside down. Welcome to Feeling Fantastic. Hi guys, welcome back to the Vitality Coach Podcast. It's been a couple of weeks I've been on the road doing my Influencer Series interviews uh, and last week I was in Byron Bay interviewing the founder or the co-founder of the dynamic duo Pam and Martin Brook from the Australian macadamia company Brook Farm. I've been an ambassador with Brook Farm for a couple of years now and it was just a pleasure to finally meet Pam on site in the macadamia farm in the heart of Byron Bay and hear their story on how they truly created the life they want running a family business and the importance of culture, hard work, and really having an ethical vision for what you want to do with your brand and products. So I hope you enjoy the interview with Pam. At the end of the podcast, I will have show notes um, on the podcast. There's also a video there as well. A full-length video will be available on the Vitality Coach TV on YouTube. Links will be in the show notes. That is on vitalitycoach.com.au forward slash episode 39. And don't forget, guys, I love to get your reviews. I'm just about to head off to the States to do a series of interviews with some amazing movers and shakers. And I love hearing your feedback and questions and comments. To the Roby family, thank you very much for commenting on the whole point of five ways we can make a difference and giving back. It's great to see that you're taking your family out there, using nature as your gym, picking up rubbish on the beach and really educating your kids on how to create a sustainable planet and future and the simple ways that we can all make a difference at home. So thanks for tuning in, guys. hope you enjoy this really engaging interview with Pam. She's truly a lovely, energetic, and inspiring woman, and I loved every minute of interviewing with her. I'll be in touch at the end of the podcast to give you all the information on how you can find out more. So Pam, tell me how the whole journey started. If you could summarize in a couple of, I don't know, minutes or paragraphs, everything else, why did you and Martin decide to start Brook Farm in the first place? So if I go right back to childhood, just to give you a background about manufacturing, I grew up in a family where manufacturing was core. My father was in the rag trade and I used to go into his work and walk the floor with the artisan cutters and um, when we used to make all the clothes in Australia. So manufacturing was in my blood from early on. Um, We bought a farm in 88 and with the idea of moving up here for lifestyle purposes, that sort of thing. And then we realized that no one was doing clever things with macadamias. We'd always had a passion for really good quality food, for healthy food, and we wanted to put macadamias into an everyday diet instead of in a snack. So we started looking at all the things that people have every day. And the first thing that I grew up with was muesli. We used to have 17 jars around the kitchen. And so we see 17, and we just make different ones for summer and for winter, for mountain climbing, for going to the beach, all those sort of things. And so we said, let's start a food business. I mean, we were naive, why not? And so I took my skills, which were as a dentist, I was a, a problem solver and a thinker, and I cared about nutrition and what went over people's teeth. And Martin's gift was in sales and marketing, and um, we started just the two of us in the kitchen here where we are today, 
and um, baking up recipes, trialing, and then in November 2000, we hit the markets at the Bangalore markets, just the two of us. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And why macadamia? Why, you know, you say you wanted to put macadamia into things. What are the properties of macadamia that you thought, this is a magical nut, we have to do something with it? Well, first of all, having the macadamia farm, which is uh, where we are today, macadamia is one of those wonderful nuts. It's got these beautiful, wonderful nut fats, so it's 84% monounsaturate. Uh, the macadamia itself has got is cholesterol free. It's got great protein and minerals within it. It's got so many natural life uh, health benefits that are really good for you. It's also uh, quite rich in fibre as well. So you and it's got a lovely flavour. You can add it to anything. You can add it to savoury. You can add it to sweet. And so it just gave that extra edge of health and delicious flavours. And one of my core philosophies in life is that fats have flavors and macadamias have lots of the really good nut fats and they just add beautiful, soft, nutty, buttery flavors to everything that we put them in. And I think, you know, everybody was, I guess, in, in, in the food business, you have a great idea in your kitchen, but you mm. don't realize once you take that to a volume uh, that you're going to, how you're going to make that a reality. So you want to share it at the markets and everybody loves the taste. And then all of a sudden you think, let's make a business out of this. Yeah. Um, and let's put your manufacturing background uh, and the marketing background together. But then you had to make a product that would serve the masses and that could be packaged up and put into supermarkets. So how did you transition from home kitchen to setting up your Banksia Drive HQ with that wonderful manufacturing plant? So for us, it was it was really good that we didn't have a knowledge of the food business when we started because if we'd gone, say, early on to a contract manufacturer and tried to do that, they would have made – they would have changed our recipe to fit their machines or whatever, whereas we started with a recipe and – for us to make it work, we had to make it the way we wanted to. So the recipe hasn't changed from when it was in my kitchen when we first started to today when we can produce up to 20 tonnes of muesli a week. But what we did is we still kept the artisan in the product. So we still spread the muesli out on big trays. We still bake it in big ovens. Um, the only parts we've automated more would be the packaging in, but everything has to allow our product to stay with the same integrity it had when it started. Our products have 17 different ingredients, so it's really designed for nutritional value. Many mueslis just are oats and barley, but we've got about four or five complex brands, oat brand, barley brand, rice brand, and it's the brands, the grains, the nuts and the seeds and the fruits that create a nutritional balance. And for us, having 17 different ingredients, it had to keep them evenly spread, beautifully baked and just right every time. So that's still a challenge for us today, but it's what makes our product special that we succeed in doing that. And one of the things I love about our conversation earlier was the fact that you're empowering people within the company to also have that problem-solving attitude that you so grew up with, with, you know what, rather than just being on autopilot and coming to a job, they really know and have a purpose within their role within the company. And that's worked well for you. Yes, totally. Uh, for us, um, the greatest thing I can empower people to do is to build up their skills and build up their training, build up their knowledge, and particularly for us in the way that we make our products. Um, it's just like being in the kitchen that things can go wrong every day. The oven can vary. A whole lot of things can vary. So it's not just push button and start. 
it's always problem solving every day all the way to make sure that things are exactly right and perfect every day. And that means that uh, you have to have a team that's really talented and really knows their product. And that comes from training and working together as a team. It doesn't come from telling someone what to do. They have to have the passion for it just like we do. Well, that's, that, I think that's one of the biggest challenges as entrepreneurs is having a drive and a passion and a love of your product and to keep the quality, but to sustain that quality when you grow and you need new staff, it takes leadership mm. and the ability to connect with your team. When I first walked into Brook Farm two years ago, everyone was sitting down together having lunch. It was very family orientated. So as you grow, what do you do on a yearly basis or do you run your production meetings differently or how do you keep people connected even though they have to come in and be on a production line? Um, so let's say we have small meetings every day throughout our business. Uh, production will have what we call a toolbox every day where they'll get together. Um, we'll have someone, say, come from sales and marketing, go to one of those toolboxes each week so we make sure we share that information. Um, in sales and marketing and finance, we get together as a company, all the, the managers or the supervisors get together once a week so we all know what everybody's doing and then we take that information out. But then it is about sharing over food. We all get together over lunch um, and we also have a whole lot of activities that we do to get together during the year. We also have a newsletter that goes out. We gather people's news actively. We really try and keep people connected. And it is a challenge because as soon as you create production areas, warehousing areas, people can sort of go into silos. Mm. But it's really important to keep those connections going because no one functions on their own. And the better we work together, the better we are. And I think that analogy goes for anything. If you're listening to this or maybe you're watching the video, whatever we're discussing here, whether you're setting up a business or you're actually just trying to instill new healthy habits for your family, you've got to actually create that momentum and share that communication with everyone. You can't go out on a journey on your own and expect other people to follow and support you. You need to communicate to them what it is that you need from them and empower them to step up and provide that support so that you've done that within your, within your teams. Yes, totally. And it's something we work on all the time. You know, it's never... There's never a point when it's complete. Mm -hmm. It's every day we have to innovate and look at better ways of connection and get ideas from it's the ideas don't come all come from me. They come from the team and we really need to use their ideas. And so empowering people to speak up when people first join us, sometimes they're you know, a little reluctant and, you know, wanting to fit in, but we want to be challenged. And that's really, really important that, ideas are challenged and that we change and innovate all the time. Uh, as long as the quality of what we're doing, as long as we're always getting better, the service is getting better and the product is getting better. Exactly. And that's, I love that philosophy. It resonates with your product when you walk in and who you deal with in the organization. But I also think it's a lovely uh, tone of voice and a message to share as individuals. We shouldn't all be on autopilot. We should actually continue to learn, to upskill, whether that's educating yourself about what is in your packaging and to really embrace life rather than live out of fear of, oh, I can't have that or I can't have this. Yeah. We can encourage listeners now to see the development of the Brook Farm product is also an extension of how they can actually set up their daily life and maybe even having a family meeting on Sunday to say what's going on this week, yeah. who's doing what, have we got the fridge stocked, uh, what meals are we going to make, like actually you need to run your family like a business sometimes. Oh, that'd be difficult for me. <laughs> but to get everyone together and, and to share everything. So yeah. if you are struggling to get your health and fitness goals throughout your throughout your workplace or maybe even just 
you know, pick up some new skills and actually share those with others. Maybe take out a, a leaf out of Pam's book and just uh, set up a get together every now and then and communicate to people what you need and let people give you their ideas. Mm. So, and that brings me on to the next thing. Um, I know that you've got a high regard for organic products, but you can't have everything organic in your range. How do you? Um, what are your criteria for what you put into your to your products? What criteria do you use for your Brook Farm products? So the first thing has to be taste and quality. So we'll choose an ingredient based on taste and quality um, and what we'll fit with when we're combining ingredients together. And the health benefits are key. We're looking for, we're not looking necessarily for the latest fad. We're looking for the truth behind the product. Is it really going to do, do me good? And if it's going to really do me good, but it tastes atrocious and no one's going to eat it every day, then I'm not going to use it either. The next most important thing is if we can find an Australian supplier of quality, then we will always pursue that because Australia's got a great clean, green farming uh, history and so we'll always look for a, a local product. Um, if we have to go overseas, then again, we have to go back along the supply chain and make sure that um, it's grown well, that it's grown sustainably, that it's grown ethically, that um, the way it's produced also they look after the workers and that sort of thing. So there's very few products that we actually source from overseas at all. I can tell you a little story about buckwheat. When we first started, we sourced Australian buckwheat. Then the, it just died away. And then I found a buckwheat grower in um, parks in New South Wales. And it took us probably nine years until we could work together and then there was the Japanese tsunami and suddenly the Japanese stopped taking buckwheat. And he said, I'll sell it to you now if you like. And I said, yeah, we'll take it. He said, you just have to prepay for the crop a year ahead so that the farmers can plant more the next year and they know it's going to be there. And we said, oh, that's a big commitment. But we said, yes, we'll do it because we are really committed to an Australian product. And now the buckwheat we get is all Australian coming from central New South Wales and it's just a brilliant crop. So we've really got a commitment to working with great suppliers and um, making them sustainable as well. Well, you're really subsidising that farm to keep going. Yeah. Basically, yeah. give we the have product. To, yeah. We have to build their business. Yeah. We have to make them viable. And, and so it's really important that all along the line – Every part, every partner in 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 the making of a product is rewarded so that they can be sustainable and make a quality product. I don't want them taking shortcuts with our product. I don't want them, you know, growing and using inappropriate farm practices. I want sustainable farm practices that are good for the land and land care and all of those sort of things. And how do you actually check up on that sort of? Um how do you check up on those sorts of things as well? So we've got a strong QA team. Um, Will, our son, heads up the quality assurance team, and he's got about two or three people that work with him. So we do supplier visits and go and visit them and um, audit them. We have also a whole paper trail that people have to complete as well. But to go and visit somebody, that's the best way. Exactly, face-to-face. Yeah. -face. yeah, you can talk the talk, but you have to walk the walk. Yeah. yeah. So that's really important. Um, and I think, you know, before we wrap up, I wanted to try and keep our interviews really short and punchy, but I know we're going to do quite a few today. So um, the first thing is when you had this vision um, so many moons ago, where are you now and what is your next vision within the business? You know, sometimes it's just like I'm at the very beginning still. Yeah. It's like every day is quite exciting and new. So where we are now is our company's grown. We've got about 45 staff. So We've got to put lots of processes and systems in place so that we keep everybody connected and working well. 
But then the next thing is innovating with some really interesting products that really match people's dietary needs. Um, there's a great range of people in this world and all of them have different needs and we like to create a Brook Farm product that services all those needs. We do, we have a very strong gluten-free range because when we started gluten-free was, um, uh, it was, it tasted a bit like cardboard yes. and that's the only way you could get it for us. It's not good enough to create healthy food. You really have to taste the difference. So we'll continue to advance that gluten-free range. We'll also go into some special dietary needs. And we'll just make some fun products that are really delicious. Like Brothers Blend and like you know, the Seven Mile Seven Mile Mix, I think that's the one yes. as well, with the white chocolate and the, I mean, the white chocolate and the naturally a beautifully dried pineapple. Yeah. So we created the walkabout mixes and we did the one with dark chocolate and the beautiful muscatel berries and that was relating that's my back favorite one. that's my favourite. <laughs> I used to, we used to climb Mount Bogong as kids yeah. with my dad and we always used to have scroggin and he used to sort of that, yeah. dangle the chocolate to get you around the next corner and up the next hill. So then we created a couple of other ones like with the Seven Mile Beach Walkabout, we had this beautiful um, Belgian um, white chocolate pieces and this naturally air-dried pineapple that comes from Tully in Queensland. Now Belgian white chocolate really has no redeeming features really other than it tastes delicious. But you know, sometimes you have to have a little fun with food. Exactly. You've got yeah. all the other healthy things in there and it really tastes delicious plus it's also a great energy recharge after a run or after you know exercise you need some carbs after exercise to recharge but naturally healthy ones so you've got all those nuts and seeds and all of that i think i think you know um one of the things we're going to come on to is is the massive claims and scaremongering that happens like don't have sugar and avoid this and that and the other and i firmly believe in balance and actually having natural foods as close as they are to their, their, their natural state. And if you do lead an active lifestyle and everything, it's about the choices that you make. So, yes. you know, we've probably both grown up um, using nature as our gym and exploring the outdoors and having families that were very much built around the outside. Mm. So my mission is to encourage more people to get outside and to use that fresh fruit, fresh air philosophy and not be afraid if they turn a pack over and see sugars when it's balanced with good quality nuts and proteins and everything else. Your body is designed to um, digest a number of things. It's, yes. it's you know, yes, fruit sugars um, are fructose and it can be scary, but just be aware that you've got to have the fiber and the protein and the nuts and everything else that comes with it. So, you know, food should be fun and it should be healthy and natural and you're celebrating that beautifully. Um, yeah, totally. It's about balance. It's about yeah. moderation. It's about portion size. It's about, you know, if you're going to have a bowl of muesli, don't fill the bowl up with muesli. Maybe put some yogurt down the bottom and the muesli over the top. There's so many different ways you can get balance and flavor in your, your diet every day. And um, it's about moderation too, but you have to enjoy it as well. Yeah. It's not a chore. It's not yeah, a chore. Exactly. Yeah, food, you know, that's we exist with food. It's yeah. not like a pill we take. No, it's, it's something nourishing and essential. The art of actually creating a breakfast or cooking and, and sharing a meal. We were talking before about families. Yeah. We've always shared a meal at breakfast, at dinner. We'll always share a meal at a table. And I think food is one of those great gifts of bringing people together. And that's really, really important that we um, celebrate it and don't see it as a pill.
Yeah, well, I, I think that's a really fantastic way to end this little introduction. There's so much more to discuss. Um, but first of all, I just want to thank Pam for giving us a little bit of a sneak preview into the world of Brook Farm, how it all started, what their essence is for running a family company with global domination, but never actually losing sight of the quality and authenticity that goes into the brand, and that resonates with everything. So I look forward to following up with you on our next podcast together with Pam. We talk about conscious living and living the life that you actually want. Uh, balancing healthy living, you're a heli skier, you love the outdoors, but knowing that not everyone has to live like that, so we have to make choices and possibility and people should be informed. So we can't wait to bring that discussion to you. There'll be more information and the show notes on this uh, podcast, so you can go on to thevitalitycoach.com.au. Don't forget brookfarm.com and brookfarm.com.au. Brookfarm.com.au. Um, so brookfarm.com.au has all these amazing products. You can buy my favorite, which is the, the macadamia ores as well. I travel always with walkabout mix if you think you can't take food into different countries uh, think again because everything is packaged up properly as well as long as you do care it's a really fantastic way to keep travel fit as well and I think you're available in Australia, New Zealand and the US Australia, New Zealand, we've got an online store in the US and we sell our oils in the US in the Whole Foods stores over there and um, we've also got a great online store in Australia so if yeah. someone can't find our products they can always order it direct from us and um, We'll censor them anywhere. And we'll be putting a special uh, code up as well that you can get your first sort of Brook Farm purchase. We'll put a special code up together. If you're listening to this podcast or watching this video, it'll be on the screen and on the show notes as well so you can enjoy a special treat and try out some of my favourite products, which I'll be listing there. And I'll get um, Pam's top tips on how to create the ideal breakfast. Uh, Layering your muesli is number one, I think. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Thanks so much, Pam. Pleasure. Lovely to be here today. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in for another podcast with The Vitality Coach. You will notice there's a bit of a shift at the moment, not only talking about fitness tips and goal setting, but also how you can have a fresh perspective and showcasing people that are really getting out of their comfort zone to create the life, the business that they want. The message really is that if you find your strong why, anything is possible. So we want to encourage you to think about what your why is. I'm going to put some other links back in that will help you go back to that process. If you're listening to this driving in the car or perhaps you're on the treadmill or you're out for a walk on the beach in the park and everything else, think about to yourself, you know, what am I doing with my life on a daily basis? How can I give back? What is my why? And how can I really truly also live to my potential? We all have exactly the same number of hours, minutes, um, in the day, weeks, months, in our year. And it's what we do with that time and how we really reach our personal best. So I'm enjoying bringing you these success stories of people that have tried to maintain a balance on their own work and life, but also provide a platform to, to follow their passion and not without a huge amount of hard work as well. So it's not about shiny object syndrome. It really is about figuring out what's going to make your heart sing. And I hope that these interviews give you an inspirational factor. I'll be following up in the next podcast with a bit more of a practical touch on how you can keep healthy leading up to the Christmas season and staying in shape during the busy time of the year. So as always, guys, please leave your comments on the show notes, vitalitycoach.com.au forward slash episode 39. You'll find the show notes and the video link and everything else. And I love to get your feedback. I'll have my links for the influencer series and VIP registrations for the 2015 Vitality Tour in America and Australia. The link will be on there. Sign up and I'll be sending you information that you hear about it first. Until next time, you stay healthy and happy and remember you can create the life you want.
Thanks for tuning in. For all the show notes from this episode, tips, tools, and also my eBooks, hop online to www.thevitalitycoach.com.au. As always, health and happiness.